This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orbach. Hello everyone, welcome to the Saturday Night Harness Preview. I'm Dan and Rob Orbach joins me to have a look at the night of Encart at Milton. Hi Rob. Hi Dan, uh, always a bit of a pickup, isn't it, that jingle? Uh, looking forward to the Saturday night preview for Melton on uh, Saturday the 3rd of June. We've got a nine race card program, a bit of an early start, 4.47 and the final event race nine at nine o'clock. That won't worry you because you're not working or calling tomorrow night. <laughs> I won't be calling uh, tomorrow night, Rob. Um, but I will be on board to do mobile rolling at 5 uh, o'clock on Saturday afternoon in the lead-up to uh, the remainder of the card after race number one with, uh, with Craig Rail. We're brought to you by the Victoria Harness Racing Club. They're fantastic supporters. They've got their uh, club lounge up and running, but also... Uh, they're providing so much for the harness racing uh, participants, particularly those that are join up as members, either as owners or with their horses, to uh, uh, be able to take advantage of all the wonderful offers and the prize money bonuses, which shouldn't go unnoticed. There's significant prize money, extra prize money, bonuses spread out right across the year if you're an eligible member with your horse. Yeah, look, uh, we're big, uh, big thank you to the Victorian Harness Racing Club, the support uh, they provide uh, not only uh, ourselves and our show, but of course uh, the Victorian Harness Racing industry. Uh, the club lounge now open, $121 to uh, purchase a social club membership will gain you access to the club lounge. Fantastic facilities there at Melton to watch uh, the racing uh, close up and in uh, complete five-star comfort. And, of course, uh, in addition to that, if you're uh, a paid-up member for your horse membership, which also includes your social club membership, it also enables your horse to be eligible for the $1,500 cash prizes, uh, which is uh, on offer right throughout the year, 26 race meetings, every race on the program. And a big thank you to the Victorian Harness Racing Club, and there's no greater time to be involved and to support the club. Okay, Rob, let's kick off with the opening event. It's the Sulky App, the future of Form Vic Red Pace. Uh, Sweet Passion and Beach Memories head the market. Yeah, good race. Uh tricky but look I, I'm stuck here with number one Tiger Bandwagon I certainly believe he's got the draw here to enjoy a, a terrific trip he, he showed good gate speed last week wasn't able to find the top it did some work early was able to get cover came out late hit the line strongly was just run down over the concluding stages I think from barrier one James Herbertson gets uh, some uh, some options here of how he plays this out I think he's got a terrific chance I think he's very hard to beat here number one Tiger Bandwagon I've tipped him on top ahead of number eight Zubri I know uh, yourself and uh, a few of the colleagues of ours in the media were pushing Zubri's chances uh, last week um, he gets a really good trip here on the back of Tiger Bandwagon worst scenario three back to pegs I don't think that's a bad spot absolutely savage line last start certainly give him a good hope number two uh, which of course is Sweet Passion who was good last week driven from behind wasn't used out of the gate and certainly hit the line strongly it'll be interesting to see how Declan Murphy plays this out at the start uh, obviously with the horse's gate speed but at the same time maybe his best racing is when not driven out and of course number 11 which is Beach Memories who's a very talented four-year-old mare she's won nine from 31 from the Emma Stewart stable mark pit to drive and uh, she'll be a lot fitter for her first up run so one eight two and eleven pretty keen each way here on Tiger Bandwagon.
Yeah, look, I've put him on top as well, Rob. He's got the gate speed, I think. Uh, the only one that might challenge it is Batman Barry if they really uh, press the button. But uh, I think Tiger Bandwagon showed last week that he can do it at both ends. He just missed and gets a better better gate. So one on top Tiger Bandwagon. I think there are plenty of chances. I think Archester's often underrated, um, going well. Uh, Sweet Passion, um, we can pick him to pieces last week, but he's still got the job done. And you mentioned Zubri. Zubri's in, I'd say, close enough to a career-best form, even as a 10-year-old, and he can run well again. So one, five, two, and eight. Race number two uh, is the Logical Staffing Solutions Trot. Um, This is a good race with some quality horses, RC Phoenix, Revelstoke, and Egret involved. Yeah, good race, uh, really good horses here. There's probably some speed off the front, uh, in particular if Royal Charlotte happens to, to run the gate. We, we do know she can run some pretty slick times early, and she's been getting fired up lately, which over the 1,700 means it could be set up for a genuine run race. RC Phoenix, who's drawn barrier seven, I think we'll have no choice but to continue to press forward here. He's a very good horse. Uh, he's won two starts this campaign at Kilmore at Bendigo. He was runner-up in the Vic Bread final uh, behind Cravache Dior on the 31st of December, and he hasn't put a foot wrong this time in. Clearly the horse to beat here, number seven, RC Phoenix. I think he'll have to do some work, but I think he's still got the class. Number 10, Revel Stoke. I've always been a huge rap for this mare. She's won 10 from 24. She's first up. She's trialled well. She looks sharp. Uh, there's no reason why she won't run a big race. She'll be getting home really strongly. The stablemate 9, Egrep, who, of course, uh, another very talented mare. She's won 5 from 16. Uh, Lee Sutton to drive for Anton Galino. And I've put in number 1, which is Ebony's Avenger, who might get a nice soft trip on the pegs. But 7 on top, clearly from 10, who's a class runner, 9, and then 1 and 3. I've put RC Phoenix on top. I think barrier seven, you don't often say barrier seven's an advantage, but I think it is in this case, Rob, with Egret and Revelstoke. They're both first up, and RC Phoenix can push his way forward, and he's been outstanding, and he's two runs back from a spell. So I think he's the one to beat. He's got that advantage of the race fitness. Revelstoke can do anything just the same, and Egret really is is the professional one out of the whole lot of them. But seven, ten, nine are the class runners, and I've thrown in Ebony's Avenger. I'm not giving up on her just yet, but, you know, she might be slightly out of her depth class-wise here, but um, I think she's good enough that she can run well enough to finish into the top four. So that's 7, 10, 9 and 1. The Neverly Arstad four-year-old pace, race three. Uh, scratchings, Remu Valley and uh, Magic Feeling uh, are coming uh, out of the race uh, early. Uh, star Celebrity, a hot, hot favourite here. Yeah, especially uh, with the two scratchings now. This leaves a field of five. So Star Celebrity, who does have uh, good gate speed as well, you, you would imagine from its uh, draw here, won't have any difficulty finding the lead. It's over to 17.20. Uh, she's uh, won, you know, pretty much her last, uh, what, four starts now in a row. She took out uh, the Vic Bread Platinum Mare's Heat, the first heat back in April. She'll be aiming uh, towards that final uh, in early August. And since then, she's uh, strung a few wins at Bendigo, Cranbourne and Charlton. They've all been very impressive wins. Uh, can't see her really getting beaten here, number seven, uh, which is Star Celebrity. I've put in four Love Bite for second, who was brave behind Fiamma last start. Wasn't far away. Uh, will certainly be in a handy spot. It's, been, uh, it's won two from 21, but been placed on 12 other occasions. I think it can add to a placing here. I've put in uh, number one, Barack Enabrak, who, of course, uh, draws a pole position, and uh, number five, Mickey Mahoney. So seven clearly on top here from four, one, and five for uh, race number three. 
Your star celebrity picks itself here. Um, probably a race to take some exotics, but there's only five in it now. My tips are seven, six, four, and five. The fourth event. Now, this is a good race. This is one of the highlights on the program. It's the IRT Australia Lennon Trotters Free for All. And look, we see Ultimate Stride and Queen Elida Lockhorns again. Ara Koei, who's up in grade, but has got wonderful form and uh, top quality trotter like Courage under Str- uh, Courage Stride, who's uh, returning from a spell. Last up winner, Anywhere Hugo. And good to see Nephew of Sunoco get a good draw for a change, Rob. It's an interesting race, but I think you can narrow it down to Ultimate Stride and Queen Elida. Can Ultimate Stride, well, can Lightning Strike twice? Well, it probably can. I haven't uh, selected Ultimate Stride. I've stuck with Queen Elida. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, she's a star, isn't she? She's won 22 from 40, been placed on 13 other occasions. She's now amassed 482,000 in stake earnings. So she was runner-up behind uh, Ultimate Stride last time round. Had to do some chasing from inside the second row. The field is smaller here, only six horses engaged. It means that she's got to make up virtually, uh, you know, five horses she's got to get around. Uh, and I feel like she, she's got the class to be able to do that. She's uh, a wonderful mare. I think she uh, clearly is the, still the horse to beat. For Ultimate Stride, who was terrific, I, I feel like this horse, you know, may keep improving as well. Uh, he's a good chance of finding the top. And he'll probably take some running down. Chris Lang drove very smartly last time to bring Queen Elida undone. And interesting, you know, when we spoke to him on Trot's Vision after the race, he indicated it's probably the first time for a while he's been able to get this horse at uh, his peak. And it should be a lot easier to manage moving forward. So you you would imagine he's only going to continue to get a little bit better, at least hold his own. And if that's the case, he certainly will make this a, a very good race. Number three, Courage Stride, which is a stable mate. Of Ultimate Stride is first up since finishing third in that uh, Vic Bread final behind Kravash Dior and RC Phoenix. He's a very smart horse. He's trialled well. Uh, he's won 10 from 27. We know he's talented and uh, you can expect a really good showing from him. And he's the emerging four-year-old uh, out of this group. And we've spoken so much about these young four-year-olds uh, that have come out of three-year-old company now. They start to challenge these older horses and uh, he's an emerging horse. And number five, Aroa Koei who's really taken some big steps this campaign and obviously Chris Venozio has also indicated he believes his horse is right up to, to matching it with the best of them so it'll be interesting to see how this race pans out but it's a great race high quality trotters engaged and there you go you mentioned nephew of Sunoco and of course last up win anywhere Hugo who are also racing very well but six on top from four three and five and I've gone with Queen Elida to uh, turn the tables an ultimate stride. I just wonder whether coming back from uh, uh, Menangle, being a big uh, set mare, um, she can get away on you a little bit. And just the way Chris Alford was prepared to drive her on that occasion, let me to believe that could well have been the case. So I think she'll be sharper for that. But so too should be ultimate stride. Can't underestimate the fact that he was... Uh, about a month between runs as well so it shapes up for a really good clash uh, notwithstanding some really good horses that we we shouldn't forget like courage under stride stable made of ultimate stride albeit first up so one of the highlights of the night my tips are six four three and one Speaking of highlights for the night, I think the Pride's Easy Feed Lazarus free-for-all is going to be one of those, Rob, with uh, the return of a Hurricane Harley. And good to see Better Isolate back as well. And 
Um, Tango Tar and Torrid Saint, how long have they been doing battle uh, for? And here they are, they're lining up against each other, no doubt eyeballing each other in the score up uh, from barriers one and two, but it's a really good uh, free-for-all. What a, what a great race. Uh, you got the seven-year-old Hurricane Harley. He's won 689,000 in stake earnings. He's won 25 from 58. He's won Group 1 racing. Uh, he went around in the Hunter Cup uh, back in February, he went around in the Miracle Mile at his last start in March when finishing fourth. He he gets the favourable draw. He takes on a horse that his record is so impressive, better isolate. He's won nine from 15. He's uh, a very lightly raced pacer. He's a five-year-old, only had 15 starts to date. And you sort of look at his form and, and you keep saying, wow, you know, how much more has this horse got to give? Because at the end of the day, He's still yet to really be tested at the highest of levels. But one thing he has shown, he's got he's got the ability to run the time. I mean, he's got a best mile rate at Menangle of 149.5. Hurricane Harley's best mile rate is 150.6. So it indicates that, you know, from a speed and talent perspective, he's got it. And I'm going to tip him. Uh, I just feel like, I know it's a big ask uh, to, to take on a horse like Hurricane Harley, but there's got to be X factor with this horse, Better Isolate. And Matt Craven, you know, he, he's got a great knack of being able to produce these horses first up at Melton, even though he's probably got a, a reasonable long campaign ahead of him. I, I feel like he can cause an upset. I'm tipping six Better Isolate on top. From four Hurricane Harley, we, we take nothing away from this horse. He, he's an outstanding horse. The record speaks for himself. He's a seven-year-old taking on the younger horse in this uh, particular capacity. Third's interesting. Obviously, you know, Tango Tara drawn the pole position, you know, tips himself and Torrid Saint. I'm just a little bit worried about Tango Tara. I'm not sure what to make of his last run. His last 100 metres for mine had me just questioning him. Uh, you know, his form's been really consistent. Maybe from the draw now he'll be a lot sharper. I'm sort of going to tip seven, uh, which is Serge Blanco to run third. I, I like this horse. He, he's really progressing. He's another five-year-old. There should be some genuine speed in this race, and I feel like Serge Blanco might be able to just sit back here and, and just come late, and I think he's a little chance of sneaking into third or fourth placing. One Tango Tara, look, he's got the draw. We know he's a great horse, as is Torrid Saint. Uh, they, they just now... They're getting on in age, aren't they? They're seven years of age, taking on some, some younger horses coming through. So it'll be interesting. Six on top from four, seven, one and two. And I've uh, yeah, I've put Hurricane Harley on top. A big difference here as to whether he leads or he doesn't lead. I think the likelihood is he could push his way to the top, but um, he is first up, no trial. It doesn't really put you off when they come from the Emma Stewart camp that they haven't trialled. But um, price-wise, uh, if he knew he'd lead, he'd probably be well in the red. Uh, if he knew that he wasn't likely to lead, he's probably going to drift out a little bit. But most likely scenario that he could lead and therefore be the horse to beat for Hurricane Harley. One Tango Tara, good draw for it, first in a while. Uh, six better isolate. Paces on and Hurricane Harley doesn't have, get afforded that that luxury run. Uh, he's the one that can finish over the top and two. Torrid saying four, one, six and two. Rob race six is the Opus Group uh, pace. Uh, this is an interesting race because uh, Magnetic Terra X Key, we've seen enough of him and, and trial recently and trial well enough. And Bollinger, who's first up from New Zealand, now with Dean Braun. In fact, I think they came out of the same trial recently and the race pretty much revolves around uh, those two horses. Yeah, I wasn't sure how Bollinger was resurrected from his uh, early career up in Queensland, Dan. How does that work? 
um, as in the old Bollinger. Yeah, the old Bollinger. When he went around the oh. trials, I kept thinking to myself, oh, well, he's, been, he's come out of retirement. It's, it's interesting. Well, from, like we've got the same name. We've got the same name of a horse that raced, you know, quite a number of years ago. So I'm not sure how that works. Well, I think it's uh, it was 20 years. It might even be shorter now. But also, it might highlight we're getting older, Rob. <laughs> Maybe we are. I must admit, I, I when I started calling it the trials, I kept thinking to myself, "Geez, this horse must be very old, Bollinger. He's been resurrected." <laughs> <laughs> It's a new Bollinger. It's a new version of him, a four-year-old. He's, he's pretty impressive, let me tell you. He's, um, he's by Better's Delight out of Georgia Brook, a Christian Cullen mare. He's had 17 starts for six wins and four placings. He's won his uh, past two starts. He's won some good prize money over in New Zealand, 115000 I've really been impressed with him at the trials. He looks a really nice horse. Dean Braun trains him. Uh, Nathan Jack to drive. Uh, obviously, inside the second row means he'll need some luck. But I like what I've seen of him. I'm going to tip him on top here, number eight, Bollinger. And if he doesn't win this Saturday night, he'll be winning very soon because he's uh, he's a very classy horse. From two, Magnetic Terror. Uh, looking at, again, he, he's, a, he's a lovely horse. He's had two runs since coming across from New Zealand with a win at Melton and then fourth last start when starting a short price favourite. Uh, he can bounce back here. He certainly looks uh, to have the draw here to be uh, a major winning chance. I saw uh, Knight's Templar trial at Cranbourne last Sunday before I actually called that meeting. He looked fantastic. Uh, he just looked really healthy, really impressive. Uh, he didn't beat anything at the trials, but I just like the look of him. Uh, he'll run a really good race first up here, Knights Templar, and uh, I've put in number one here for fourth, Relentless Me, who should get a good trail from uh, the pole position. So eight on top, Bollinger from two, Magnetic Terror, nine, Knights Templar, and one, Relentless Me. Uh, he stopped racing in the year 2000, uh, did um, uh, Bollinger. And, of course, his uh, half-brother was even more famous, and that was Shandon, uh, of course. So that was uh, Bollinger number one, if indeed there wasn't a bottle that was uh, racing before him, Rob. Um, so you're right, we are getting older. That was 2000 when he finished racing. My tips, uh, I've, I've gone with the Magnetic Terror, the... Uh, um, uh, sorry, I've, uh, in race number six, the two Magnetic Terror from eight Bollinger, one Relentless Me, can improve obviously with a good draw and slide Terror, so two, eight, one, and six there in the sixth event. You're listening to the Saturday Night Harness Preview with uh, Rob Orber. I'm Dan Malikian. We're up to race number seven. Thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club. The Ben Studd Standard Red Pace looks a good race. Uh, Scratching's uh, Master Remy and Balenciago. And uh, the favourite here, Dana Mora, who's uh, made it uh, three uh, in a row this preparation. Emma Stewart going to start the short price favourite. Yes, Dan, uh, I know you were really impressed with this uh, mare when she won first up from New Zealand at Ballarat. She hasn't really uh, put a foot wrong since. She's made it three wins in a row. She's won five from 27. Emma Stewart trains Kate Gath uh, to drive here, and she's uh, a talented mare. Good win again last start at uh, short odds at all of her three starts to date, but she defeated uh, Major Watson last time round. She gets a nice barrier draw here. You would expect her to find the lead and be very hard to beat. So I've tipped her on top. Uh, ten lip reader for second. Look, you know, we've been trying to uh, fly the flag for lip reader for a while. Uh, he's going well, but... Well, I just can't get into the race. Uh, the barrier draws are making it really hard for him. He's the first emergency that's going to start. I certainly uh, think he comes into contention at least to run a place, but he'll certainly make his presence felt. I was really impressed with 12 Melanians run at Geelong. 
last time round. Look, his first run at Melton was okay. Swan Hill, I thought he was okay. But I thought Geelong was very good. He sat back in the field and came with one late run. He's going to be able to do that in this race here on Saturday night. I think he'll run on really strongly. I think he's worth following. And in nine Springfield Affair, it's pretty hard to fault his form at the moment. He's in uh, career-best form. He's had 96 starts uh, as a five-year-old, but he seems to be just getting better with more racing. So three on top. Looks very hard to beat from 10, 12 and 9. I've got Lip Reader on top, Rob. I know we've been following him through, but we've probably been tipping him in races where he's drawn badly and just thinking he might have a bit of class on his side. But the draws and even the, the race shape and even the race distances haven't suited him. So I think he gets an opportunity to show his wares here, Lip Reader. If he's going to do something, I think it should be in this race. Ten on top, Lip Reader, so he's a good each-way play. Danamora clearly the horse to beat. Uh, nine Springfield Affair. I thought it was a terrific win last week. And 11 Sheffield Spark. He's found a bit of his old mojo, hasn't he? So 10, 3, 9, 11. Race 8, the Allied Express Melton Mares Championship. This is a good race. Von Art is the scratching here. Major Grace is the early favourite who's built up a picket fence next to her name, having won uh, every start since coming from New Zealand. And that's tallied up to about seven in a row now with Emma Stewart. It's a very good mare's race. Uh, a few new emerging horses that uh, have travelled uh, one here to Victoria from New South Wales. And, of course, we've got other mares that are, seem to be in good form at the moment, uh, touching uh, their toes in, uh, in, in some stronger racing. So, interesting affair. I've tipped here number six, I'm Prezi Bell, the uh, New South Wales visitor. Uh, one thing that I do notice, it's trained by Peter Rickson, and um, there's uh, no better horseman than Peter Rickson and if Peter has made a decision to bring this mare here to Melbourne it tells me that he must think very highly of her I mean her form in recent times has been outstanding she's a winner of 15 from 56 she's won 100,000 but her last four wins have been very impressive she was very good winning at Penrith she's got a Menangle win next to her name and she's had five runs this season for five wins and uh, Peter Rickson, as we know, uh, trained uh, a great horse in Divisive, and I can't see why Peter would be here unless he felt she was up to it. So I'm going to tip uh, I'm Prezi Bell on top, number six. Ahead of four, Major Grace, who obviously has a lot of ability. She's won seven from 32. She takes on another level here of quality uh, mares, so it'll be interesting to see how she measures up. She's won six from six this season, and uh, having had a, a trip, obviously, to Tassie and in Swan Hill, uh, this is a stronger race, but we've got to respect her. Three Heavenly Charm, she's flying. Uh, she's got a really good chance again to get into a, a good spot here, and I can't see why she can't threaten. She chased home in Cypher last start. That was a very good performance. And uh, number eight, So What, who's absolutely flying, and her first up uh, run from a little break was excellent as well. So great race, six, four, three, and eight, lots of winning chances. Same quartet, but I'm very keen on So What here. I think she's ideally placed, Rob, number eight. Eight from four, three, and six. The last of nine, we've got a short price favourite in Tempting Tigress here. She'll uh, be another one of the Emma Stewart trained runners, and she's the class runner of the race, um, but she's very short. Yeah, look, I'm either going to get this wrong uh, badly. Uh, I love Ludacris as a, as a filly. I, I think she's... Uh, making some really good headways uh, you know she went around uh, last year you know in that breeders crown series she sort of showed that uh, she she's working her way up 
She hasn't done too much wrong this campaign. Her win at Charlton first up, she looked really fat that day. I called her, but she won, and she won well. Went to Shepparton, got the job done. Chased home um, Zubri, who's been racing at Metropolitan level and going really well. And then I thought her run at Charlton behind Star Celebrity was outstanding. I think she can lead here. I think she can win. I'm making her my best better tonight. I'm taking on Tempest uh, Tigress, and I feel uh, three ludicrous can win here. Uh, from six, uh, tempting Tigress, who's uh, a very good filly, as we know. She's won five from eight, and uh, you know her run at uh, Melton behind Pardon Me was uh, was full of merit. Uh, but again, I, I just feel like Ludicrous has got something more to give. Five Aureus is also a very good filly. Uh, she was very good winning first up, and then of course number four, VMG McRae. So three on top, taking on the odds on favourite out of six, five, and four. I'm with you. I like Ludacris. I like the way she really knuckled down behind Star Celebrity, who's a short price favourite uh, earlier on in the night. And she's had a campaign where she's been against older horses as well, Rob. And just wonder if she led early in Tempting Tigress, um, either A set outside of her or B had to work the lead. Tempting Tigress just does enough wrong to, to not be the complete racehorse to maybe give Ludacris a chance of taking advantage of that. But um, Tempting Tigress is a Group 1 horse. Ludacris is not quite there yet, but she's uh, might be on the improve to be one. Three, six, five, and one are my tips in the uh, final event. Okay, you were uh, suggesting perhaps the best of the night is uh, in the last race. My best is in the second last race, Rob, but you go first with your best bets at the Melton program. Yeah, I'm going to bookend uh, the, the program. I think I'll go race one, number one, Tiger Bandwagon. I certainly think he gets every possible chance here from the pole position. I think he'll be really hard to beat. And race nine, number three, Ludicrous, as my uh, two best bets for t the program. I think there's certainly some value. I think, look, race six, number eight, Bollinger, I think he's a very, very smart horse. He just needs a bit of luck from inside the second row draw. And uh, I'm certainly uh, got a, a keen eye uh, to see how uh, race eight, Number six, I'm Prezi Bell, uh, measures up here. Uh, again, I'm just taking the lead of Peter Rickson to be uh, making the trip to Melbourne. Uh, suggests to me that he's got a very high opinion of her. So uh, they're my uh, the thoughts for the program. There's a few shorties for the nights, but some great racing. Uh, I can't wait for the program. My best, race eight, number eight, so what? And each way, race seven, number ten, lip reader. And you'll be anchoring the Trots Vision uh, telecast as well for the night event card, the first event to get underway at uh, 4.47, Rob. Yeah, looking forward to it. I think Jason Bonington and uh, Shannon O'Sullivan will be joining me uh, on the host set on Trots Vision. So if you're not listening into RSN and you're sitting at home, uh, feel free to join us uh, on our Trots Vision coverage. And that will be kicking off uh, at around uh, 4.40 on Saturday night. So happy harnessing. Hope you find a winner.